Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow, the last soccer keep is money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that kind of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my paper, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome back to the Around Sports Podcast. It is Friday, October 16th, 2020. Frank Arone here as always, your host. Uh, a little late here, heading into uh, week six of the NFL. Coming off a super weird week with uh, Tuesday Night Football for the first time in, in quite a few years since old Joe Webb days. But uh, trying to get the schedule has been working out, and then Rob's been in Vegas this week for work, so it's been a little tricky, but we uh, got here later than, better late than never, and with no Thursday Night Football, it's not quite as important this week, so let's head on out to Vegas and bring in the other uh, co-host of the pod, Crabber, how you doing out there? Yeah, not too bad, it's uh, pretty nice here for sure, and that's weather, I know you said you're getting a little snow and some of that crummy fall weather there in Minnesota, so I'm definitely not missing out on that, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you missed the first snowfall. It's, uh, oh, it's a shame. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump in here and start it off with a little weekend recap. The weekend recap. All right, so how do week five treat you? Um, Yeah, week five, and from a betting perspective, not too bad. I mean, it's kind of weird. It's one of those weeks where you, I, I kind of felt like I should have made more money almost. I mean, I was a winning week, and... Did pretty good on my pick of the week. I won that. The releases on the on the pod was positive EV, but and then I had also positive EV. I think I was two and one of my releases for or runsports.com. But it's kind of there was some games I was wrong about that I kind of stayed away, which I'm glad of. But there's also some games that I should have taken advantage of that I didn't. So it's one of those things where I always, whenever you're winning, there's never never be complaining, especially after we've had a pretty rough start here. But at the end of the day, it's Kind of annoying how you could probably have capitalized a little bit more. So it's always like you know, always wanting, wanting more and wanting more. But at the end of the day, not not much of a complaint. So it was it was positive EV, and hopefully we can keep grinding away here and uh, get get back on track. How about yourself? I think you had a pretty good uh, weekend. It looks like. Yeah, it was it was nice. Just um, went four and one on the five picks for the the pod, and then other my releases, I went three and zero oh with a two unit and a unit and a halfer, and then got my pick of the week home. And, uh, and one of my, my big money best ball on DraftKings. That's a season long deal. I took over first place. So that was good. Um, yeah, not too shabby. It's just as far as entertainment goes. All the primetime games were other than that Tuesday dud were pretty spectacular with the Thursday night Brady for getting the downs and the one point game late. And then obviously the Vikes Seahawks debacle. Well, that was a good game nonetheless. And then. Um, Saints and Chargers and that that goofy, uh, you know, late comeback and overtime by the Saints. So a lot of good games. Um, I guess yeah, I, I was pretty much spot on across the board with my Indy being the one hiccup, but that was the one I felt the least confident about. So all the games I I really liked uh, came through. So that was nice. Uh, my Survivor deal, I had I ended up taking Houston 
against Jacksonville, which I was a little weary of, but I, I just I felt confident enough to do it, and that came through pretty easily. And there's actually a lot of chances for, um, you know, the, the Chiefs went down as huge favorites with two, uh, against your pick of the week, which was a great call on your part. Um, and that lost some people in the survivor pool, but it was crazy. Yeah, I was say, I looked, real, real quick on that, that's one yeah. thing I was going to say I forgot to mention, but that's one of the frustrating things I mentioned on the pod, which I don't think anybody really was talking about that, or I didn't hear anybody talking about it, but I mentioned about how, you know, outside chance there, money line play on, uh, you know, kind of a little shot in the dark there on, on Oakland to win that game. And it's kind of frustrating because of the big, you know, plus payout as a money line dog there is a 10 plus point favorite, or underdog, sorry. But it was kind of annoying too, because when they you know, obviously it was nice getting the, the bet home, but it's frustrating when they actually do come home and pull the trigger like that and win the game outright. Yeah, I was thinking because yeah, they were what ended up being twelve point dogs or ten or whatever it was, and then the Vikes were like seven point dogs against Seattle. I was gonna say yeah, if you would have money line parlayed both our dogs, we he would have had a real real nice payout. But of course the Vikings blew it in Viking like fashion, so that was frustrating. But yeah, as far as the survivor goes, uh, I was like, uh, the, I'm just on that in the big one on DraftKings with, I don't know, like there was 500,000 people to start and they're down to like 30,000. But, uh, 30, I think it was 34% were on the Cowboys against the Giants and the Giants jumped out to that early lead and they were up 14 or whatever it was. And then Dak goes down and I'm like, Oh boy, this could really, <laughs> really draw a blow to that. But of course the Giants came back or the Cowboys came back and, Old Red Rocket got him, got him there at the end of the game, which was kind of frustrating. But anyway, still pretty exciting week. Was I mean, maybe it's just clouded uh, due to due to having a good week, but it seemed like the most exciting week of football we've had so far this year. So hopefully we'll keep it rolling uh, next week. Um, all right, well yeah, the looks like we didn't have any qualifiers for getting the best of the numbers segment, and like you mentioned before the pod, it's kind of funny how last week we had the most we've ever had, and now this week there's uh, zero, so none, none of the games came in right at the number there, so we'll go ahead and skip that, and uh, let's jump right into looking at the week six games here. Um, so, all right, I had uh, I went four and one, and you went three and two last week, so I take first up for this. Um, um, go for it. All right. Well, I'm going to go with this is definitely my least uh, favorite of my five, but one that I, I I feel okay about. I'm gonna go to the Baltimore Philly game. You want to uh, give your numbers for that? Um. Yeah. Let's uh let's do it. Um. Baltimore. Yeah. Give me a second here. I'm. It's kind of hard. I'm only on my one screen here. I'm not used to, I usually have three screens in my office, big, uh, 55 inch monitor. So I got to make a little bit of adjustment. So bear with me. Um, yeah, let's go to the Philly game here. I'll give my power rating number, which I do, um, every week, which my power rating number, just, you know, strict power ratings between the two teams, taking out any bias or, you know, spot or anything like that. I also use the look headline from the Westgate Superbook here in Vegas. Look headline is simply just the bettable line the week before. We, we, we use that just as a barometer to see how much the markets change just in one week of play, so we can see if there's an overreaction or whatnot. And then also give the opener for the, the spread and the total uh, at the Westgate, uh, respectively. So, yeah, let's we'll go here. Baltimore at Philly. My power rating number, Baltimore, 8.5. Look headline, Baltimore minus 7. Uh, Westgate open Baltimore 7, and the total here open 47.5. Yeah, so it looks like there's been some Baltimore steam here. Uh, it's up to like 9.5 now, right? 
Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, it, yeah, look, it was pretty recent because when I, yeah, earlier it was just taking some steam. Of course, it's not a huge, um, between seven and a half, nine and a half is pretty dead, but yeah, there, there wasn't late steam here on, uh, Baltimore. Yeah, that's funny. I just, just saw that now, so it must have been pretty recent, but, uh, it doesn't really matter. I'm going with the total here. And, uh, I know I swore him off a couple weeks ago, but we're, we're back at him. Uh, I'm going to take under 47 and a half here in the Baltimore Philly game. Um, I, we went head to head last week, uh, when I, when I had the Steelers and you had the, the Eagles and I think you could have made a case either side. Like no matter what side you're on, I think you could have made a pretty good case that, oh, I should have covered that game and it looked like, uh, the, you were going to get the, the heads up win, but then the Steelers scored late and ended up covering the number in a pretty high scoring game, 38-29. And I think that's, um, not necessarily it's changing the number a lot, but I think it's kind of, Throwing off a little bit of the perception, I think the Eagles are are an under team with an okay defense and an offense that just hasn't been clicking has been devoid of a lot of their weapons. And Baltimore is just run it, run it, run it. Uh, you know their offense has been pretty mediocre so far this year, and their defense has been real solid. Um, so to me, this is two under teams in a game that is just going to be a lot of you know, plotting on Philly's side and just running on Baltimore's side, and it's gonna gonna be a quick game. And I I just think forty seven and a half. It's one of the lower numbers on the board, and you kind of have to readjust your your thought process from a couple of years ago when forty seven and a half was more of like a standard total. This is definitely on the lower end, so you're not getting like an incredible number by any means. But I just think that uh, like I said, it's just gonna be a, a a fast-moving game as far as the time goes with not a whole lot of big plays. And uh, it just seems like it's going to be a lower-scoring one. I think Baltimore is going to try to just run it and, you know, get the win if they can and move on. And Philly's going to, I think, their best chance to, to stay in the game and their, their offense, the way it's set up right now, is just for a long drive. So I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of quick scores. So, um, yeah, I I like the under in that one. You have any opinion on that game either way? Uh, no, actually, that's one of the games I don't have any opinion really on at all. And to me, I yeah, just uh, was enough value there to go under and didn't like the total either way. So yeah, that was a pretty easy stay away for me. All right, cool. Well, you, uh, where are you going for your first one? Yeah, I'm gonna look at a total here as well. Um, for me, I'm gonna be looking at the Atlanta Minnesota total. Uh, let's get into that. My power rating, uh, Minnesota five and a half on the spread. Uh, look headline Minnesota three minus one twenty, Westgate open Minnesota three and a half, and then the total here, which is what we're uh, interested in, would be fifty six is what it opened at. Right now, market looking about fifty four. It's probably the consensus here. And yeah, I'm I'm looking over. Um, it, pretty simply, it just seems like, I, I mean, just a very simple handicap. I'm not going to be betting this Atlanta team under anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. I mean, between that defense, that defense is just a Straight dumpster fire. They can't stop anybody. It's kind of similar to Dallas. It's just almost impossible for me to bet that th- those teams under. So the only way I'd look here just to start would be over for sure. And then the way Minnesota's been playing, their offense is kind of clicking. They keep getting better. It seems like every week they, uh, you know, getting everything. Of course, the whole Dalvin Cook thing is going to be somewhat, and I, that might be where the move came downwards. I mean, it opened, like I said, open 56. Now it's down to point, point and a half, two points. So it seems to me that might be somewhat Delvin related, but I, I think he's pretty interchangeable. Or not interchangeable. He's obviously a pretty, pretty big force, but I don't think it's as big of a drop off as most people would think. Or more than, you know, less as people would think. So 
all in all, I think, like I said, first first start, the handicap is looking over. I think Minnesota's on the on the uptrend. I think their defense is still kind of lacking a little bit, and they can give up points and bunches, kind of like you saw last week. Uh, they're capable of making turnovers and, and, and mistakes, and Atlanta's always putting up points, and their defense is giving up a ton of points. And I just feel like this is a, a you know reasonable total, still pretty high, but uh, especially that it's coming down a little bit, I'll, I'll gladly take a little bit more value there from uh, from the opener and uh, go over 54 here in this total. Yeah, I I don't hate it. Um, it's interesting with Atlanta. Like, I think it's a lot due to injury where they've just been a lot more inept than I would have thought. Like, I liked Atlanta a couple weeks ago against Green Bay on that Monday night, and they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And then last week didn't really get much going. So, I mean, they haven't been able to break 20 a couple weeks in a row here. But I would think that I would pick them as an over team as well, and that's more of an aberration with uh, with Julio being injured and whatnot. So. I agree. Um, I don't think the numbers necessarily point to it that much, but I I would agree. Um, that's the way I'd look as well. Um, I'm actually in that game too, and uh, unsurprisingly, in in Homer like fashion, we're going back to the well with the Vikes. Um, I didn't I didn't have an opinion on them week one. I I kind of liked them week two, but it wasn't in love with them. And then I remember week three we. I remember you were on the Titans against them, and I wasn't going to pull the trigger on the Vikes, but I kind of leaned that way just because everybody's given up on them. But then ever since ever since then, they they showed me a little bit, but they still didn't get the win, so I think they were still kind of a little undervalued after that game. And then uh, the, the next couple games, they went and they crushed the Texans pretty easily, even though they almost gave it away late as underdogs and loved them there. And then I had a unit and a half play on last week against the Hawks, catching seven, and uh, they've Pretty, they should have won that game outright and ended up blowing it, but still covering super easily. So, um, I think this Atlanta team, like I've been, like I said, I was on them a couple weeks ago against Green Bay, and I wanted, I was kind of thinking they were going to be similar to the Vikes, where middle of the road team starts off poor against okay competition, but still has the solid offense that you can count on, and there's going to be some value on Atlanta over the second half of the season. And I don't know. I, I just thought the last two weeks were pretty good spots for them to show up, and they just were lifeless in, in both games, basically. And I don't know, like Matt Ryan just doesn't look all that good. The the weapons like have been in and out. And I thought before, like, okay, there's going to be a shootout team where you can at least count on their offense. But now I'm not 100% confident that their offense is even going to bounce back. And you look at the coaching firing and the GM, and they're you know cleaning house with everybody. Um, as opposed to last week when Houston did that and they were coming and going against Jacksonville, who I thought was a bottom feeder, and everybody just detested uh, Bill O'Brien. I thought they were going to kind of give it a stick it to the old coach effort and really show up and kind of air it out and, and let it loose. Whereas here, I don't, I didn't hear anything really poor about Dan Quinn from like players or, you know, he didn't get any spats with any players during practice or arguments with management or anything like that. I think, I think he was well liked. It just wasn't working out and they just kept blowing games and, and just never really got over the hump for whatever the reason. But I don't necessarily know if it's going to be, you know, Julio and Ridley and Matt Ryan, all these guys are going to be overly motivated to try to stick it to Quinn. I just don't think. That's really going to be part of the deal here, and I think they already know. Obviously, at 0 and 5, their season's pretty much a lost cause. So, I think the Vikings can talk themselves into 
being in contention a little bit more, thinking, okay, they're one and four, you know, with the seven wild card, the seven teams making the playoffs this year, get a couple games going in the right direction and you're right back in it. So I think coming off of game where even though they blew it, I think they'll feel fairly confident. The thing that kind of throws it off is with Atlanta, with the whole COVID scare and taking a day off practice. I don't know if, if that's going to have a negative, positive and different impact on the game. So that's always a little scary. Like with that Tuesday nighter of Buffalo and, and Tennessee, it sure looked like Tennessee benefited from the bizarre circumstances and Buffalo got hurt quite a bit. So I think in this instance, if anything, it would hurt the road team. And Atlanta, when they're not sure whether they're going to play or what the situation is, whereas the Vikings, you know, they've been at home preparing for Atlanta, and then they have their bye week next week. So for them, it's like, all right, we'll prepare for Atlanta, and even if the game doesn't take place, then we're into our bye. So I think they're going to be solely focused on that and solely focused on bouncing back after what should have been a win against Seattle. So I actually like the Vikings quite a bit in this spot. I'm not in love. I'd much rather, you know, like last week, catch seven against the better team than lay four against a bad team. I'd just always rather be on the catching point side. Uh, I agree with you, though. I don't think, as good as Cook is, I don't think Madison is that big of a downgrade from Cook where you need to change the number or, you know, expect them to be a much worse team. That doesn't really scare me much at all. So, yeah, I uh, I like the Vikes here. Minus four against Atlanta. Where are you going for your second one? All righty, yeah, it's a little tough, tougher card, but we're gonna go over two. Um, it's just it's frustrating too, and a couple couple games that I liked, but they've kind of moved here. I've already bet uh, earlier in the week, but we'll go ahead and just go ahead and give this game. Uh, let's start. It'll be the Rams at San Francisco. So power rating Rams minus three. Look at line Rams minus three. Westgate open Rams minus three. Total here open forty nine and a half. Uh, looks like the market right now. Still at about three, I believe. Yeah, still still holding pretty tough at three. So, unfortunately, like I said, I, I bet this at three and a half. Uh, San Francisco getting three and a half. Now it's came back down. So obviously it's a it's a key number. So, I, but at the end of the day, like I said, you got to come up with five, and I still think three. There's some value here. So especially if you can get a little bit reduced juice, maybe, which I do see that out there at, at some shops. Uh, three reduced juice. But pretty much what it comes down to, I mean, it's just more of a spot perspective uh, from San Francisco. I mean, they just got pretty much embarrassed against Miami. Like, they just, you know, just got blown out of that game. And the Garoppolo looked awful coming back there and then got benched in the first half. And just the whole whole team just looked like they were in shambles and just uh, out of, you know, out of out of sync. So I feel like I, I like buying when a team's low like that. It's a pretty good spot here. And if they come home, uh, they were home last week, but they go, they're still home now. And then they... Are catching points here, a field goal at home. So I just feel like this is a pretty good spot, especially when you have a good coach. You expect them to kind of, you know, regroup and, and get it back together, especially against a, a, a foe that's, you know, close by and that's kind of somewhere, you know, they're both good teams and kind of have it circled. They're both in the Super Bowl within the last couple of years. So it just feels like this is a game that they're going to be stepping up for and be putting a lot of focus into. And like I said, just uh, feels like a pretty close game. So if you can get, get catch a field goal, um, that's definitely the way I'm looking here. Uh, Garoppolo, I definitely have my worries with him a little bit, but I feel like he's gonna, he's gonna be able to play better than he did last week. Uh, of course, he's as bad as he played, but who knows? It could have just been uh, rustiness or another, other things as well. So, not the strongest of handicaps, but uh, pretty much like I said, just a, a spot perspective here, getting the, the three at home as uh, San Francisco. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're going head to head again. It's my, oh, well, are my we, square uh, bear pick of the week here this week. 
look at someone and wonder, what is going on inside their head? <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're going head-to-head for the third week in Rome. 2-0 and all so far, so I don't want to pencil in a Rams win quite yet, but Uh-oh. we'll see. <laughs> um, enough is enough! Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Like with Garoppolo, he's off the injury report now and has said his ankle should be good to go. But I've also heard that they're going to wait and see and there's a chance he might not go. And I don't even know if he's, I mean, he's probably an upgrade, but it's like when he's been in there, he's just looked horrific. And I just think here, I, the spot thing is the thing that worries me because you got the Rams, uh, playing the Giants and it's kind of a, bad spot a couple weeks ago and then traveling out to Washington now coming back to the West coast, but this is their first division opponent of the year. And it's the Niners who beat up on them last year and, you know, was the Super Bowl representative from the NFC. So I don't think it's going to be a total letdown spot for the Rams. And I think they're going to want to prove that even though they're four and one, they're the, the class of, of, or try to, you know, at least prove they're on the class of the division along with the Seahawks end of the NFC. And if you look at their defenses, I think the Rams defense is playing better right now and it might be an overall better defense. Um, and then you look at the offenses, I think the Rams are significantly better. Even, even if Jimmy G is completely healthy and back in the game, I just, they just don't have that many weapons right now. And, and on the other side, the Rams have, you know, a ton of weapons to go to. And are able to rotate those backs and everything. So I, I, I don't love laying road favorites. Absolutely, you know, by any means, especially in primetime games. And I would imagine the Rams will get quite a bit of money because anybody who's paid attention at all this year just looks, you know, four and one versus two and three, and you're only laying a field goal. It just seems pretty easy. So that that kind of scares me. But with all the injuries the Niners have had. And the games they played, even last week against the Dolphins, like that was my two-unit betting against the Niners. From from the opening kickoff, the game was over. Like they just they just looked awful, and it wasn't like oh a couple things went wrong here and this flipped the game here. It's like no, they just got flat out beat against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Kittle had a Herculean performance, and they still lost the game as whatever seven eight point favorites, whatever they were, against an awful Eagles team, and that's their only win. And they did beat up on the two New York teams, which are the two worst teams in football. And, you know, then they lost to the Cardinals at home. So it's the Cardinals that looked like a better quote unquote loss a few weeks ago than it does now with uh, the Cardinals kind of coming back down to earth. So you look at the Niners strength of schedule and the best team they played is the Cardinals, like by a decent margin. And they're two and three and haven't been competitive in a couple of those games. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think the Niners are significantly worse than they were last year. And I don't think it's a deal where they're going to be turning it around anytime soon. So, uh, I think, I think if this game was played six weeks from now, I think, I feel like the Rams would be laying seven in this game. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see where the chips fall on this one, but let's, uh, let's go head to head again there. What, uh, where are you going for your next one? To your opinion. I don't agree with that, but again, you have the right to your opinion. Um, well, let's see. I think uh, let's go over to that. Uh, where do we want to go next? Let's go to the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. Um, that My power rating here is a pick em. Look at line, Tampa Bay, minus 2.5. Westgate open, Green Bay, minus 1.5. The total here open, 52.5. 
you know, the spread, you know, that's kind of where you kind of think you'd be looking just a little bit of value. But I'm actually not uh, going to be going there just based on my numbers. I'm going to be going on the total. And this one here, I'm looking under. I mean, the, it's already been betting up a little bit. Looks like consensus now. We're looking at about uh, 50, what, 55 probably, I guess, 55 and a half, something like that. I guess there's plenty to be quite a few 55 and a half, so that's probably a consensus. And uh, yeah, to me, it just seems like, I really don't like the spot for Green Bay. I mean, they, they went in there rolling. They couldn't have looked a whole lot better there. For the first uh, part of the season, they were rolling. The offense is just putting up a ton of points. Rodgers looked amazing. I mean, that's to me, that's just a, a time you want to keep playing, especially early in the season. Uh, it's not like they're really – I mean, injuries is not really a huge concern for that team, at least on an offense perspective, offensive perspective. And just, you know, going to the bye, it kind of just kills your role. You kind of got a groove and you kind of got everything going. And then, you know, how, how do you go into a bye and, and, and practice and, you know, game plan for stuff and to get better when you're already, you know, basically being one of the best teams in the NFL is a highly touted team. So, to me, I think there's plenty of reason there for, you know, either – status quo are going downwards. It's hard to imagine they're going to be much improved uh, from an offensive points perspective. Green Bay defense, I do have my worries about them, but I think um, that'll just kind of be a liability, uh, and that's why you're getting such a high total. Uh, but from the Tampa Bay side of perspective, I mean, you don't want to get in a shootout here if you're Tampa Bay with Green Bay. I mean, that's how you're going to lose the game, and you're especially in a pick-em type of game here. You'd think they'd be more conservative, more running, more clock management with Brady, because that's kind of what he does to begin with. You'd think that's what their game plan is going in here is to, to manage the clock and, and keep the ball out of Rodgers' hand. I mean, we're kind of seeing that now. Even like Oakland, that they're trying to do that with Mahomes last week and just keep the ball out of his hands and, and keep it out of these playmakers, uh, quarterbacks, as, as much as possible. That's that's the way you win these games, and, and the way to do that is slow the game down. So I feel like that's got to be Tampa Bay's uh, strategy moving in here and, and, and coming home, and, and they are obviously have, have extra rest there and extra game planning after that loss there on Thursday night against Chicago. So I feel like they're in a pretty good spot here. I feel like this is kind of a correlated if it's going to go under. So you got to look at the Tampa Bay side, but I don't have as strong of an opinion on the side as I do the total. I, I, I do really like the total here under 55 and a half. Like I said, I think it's going to be a slower game. And uh, it doesn't worry me just like with your under. It does worry me with the, the way they've been going. But the one good thing is last week there were uh, unders did, did happen to do pretty well and were favorable over the over. So it was kind of refreshing to see. So hopefully uh, that'll kind of, turn in that direction again this week, and uh, hopefully this will be a game that stays under. Uh, like I said, so under 55.5, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then just to add on to that quick, that D-tackle's out for Tampa that oh, I know a lot of people have been talking about this week, that the Tampa vaunted run defense isn't going to be as good, which obviously, you know, even if that is the case, that doesn't necessarily hugely favor the over by any means because if Green Bay does happen to get a lead, they could just bleed clock by running it down their throat and, that's not a good for the over. <laughs> if if a team's able to consistently pick up three, four yards of carry with, with with him out, so um yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um I I, I like it. Uh, all right, got two left here. Um might as well keep it keep it going here on the short road favorite trend and head uh head to that Detroit Jacksonville game. You want to give your numbers on that one? Yep. Yeah, uh, let's see Detroit. Uh, my power rating, Detroit minus two and a half. Look headline, Detroit two and a half. Westgate open, Detroit minus three. Total here open, 53. Yeah, I like Detroit here. I've, I've been on them a couple times, and they've let me down <laughs> so far this year against the Packers and the Saints. Um, but I think I think against a, an inferior Jacksonville team, I think they'll be able off a of bye especially to, to come with a pretty decent effort. I think 
uh, somewhat similar to the Vikings at one and three here. Detroit's I don't think they'll feel like they're totally dead, but if if they uh, come with a strong effort out of the bye, maybe they can kind of save their season and and get it back. Whereas I don't even really care what Jacksonville's thinking, even at one and four, if they think they have any chance or not. Um, I mean, other than that week one, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the pod, like I think that's going to be the big aberration when the first game uh, we went head to head on when they played the Bengals, and I just Jacksonville just looks just hapless. I don't know they they haven't been competitive against the Texans, against the Bengals, against the Dolphins, and then played a close game where they lost against the Titans, where they were they were somewhat in it, and then obviously that week one against the Colts where they won, it was just strange looking back on it. But I mean, you look at who the, the, the last three teams that Jacksonville just got blown out by. They all their only wins, other than the Dolphins beating San Francisco last week, all the other only three wins those three teams have are beating Jacksonville. Uh, I just think they really are the the true bottom feeder that people are kind of expecting them coming into the season. And I think towards the end of the year they're going to be priced as such, uh, you know, right right there with the the Giants and mostly the Jets as just absolute bottom feeders where they got to add three points to it to even get anybody somewhat interested in taking these awful teams. And here, I'm, like I said, I'm a little bit hesitant to back the Lions again. They're, they're, they just find a way to blow games, and they're not that sound or well-coached. And you know, I don't know, Stafford's looked okay, but not all that great. So a little weary laying points with Detroit on the road, but I don't think you got really any hardly any home field advantage at all with Jacksonville, even whether they have fans or not. I'm not even sure what they got going on. And But, you know, off a couple road games, coming back home, I just I don't really even care. I think it's pretty much spot-proof for Jacksonville. And it basically just comes down to just Detroit, I think, is kind of a towards-the-middle-road team, a little bit below average. And I think Jacksonville is like a bottom-three team, so... In this point spread range, only asking me to lay a field goal with maybe a little extra juice. Uh, yeah, definitely give me Jacksonville or uh, Detroit here on the road at Jacksonville. All right, where are you looking next? Yeah, that's for me. I quickly on that. I, that's the only way I could look. It's just hard for me with Detroit. I don't know. It just it just seems like almost too easy. But I guess a lot of those in that point range on the road kind of seem like that. But yeah, it just seems like they should, that's something that they should be able to get in there and, and win uh, pretty handily against Jacksonville. So yeah, we'll see I'm if that. Of, uh, like with home field, I, I know like there's a debate of obviously it's not as normal like three or so, and some people are saying one or one and a half or whatever, and maybe for some teams, but I just don't think Jacksonville is much of a home field anyway. I just don't really, especially Detroit off the bye in a spot where they were up 14 on the Saints and then, of course, blew it like they always do. It's like not that the Saints are all that great, but if they do, if they get up 14 against this Jacksonville team, I just think they're going to have no problem hanging on and, you know, at least winning by a field goal or more. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to my next game here. i uh, go towards the top of the card here. We're going to do Chicago at Carolina. My power rating number, Carolina minus three. Look at line, Carolina, two and a half. Westgate open, Carolina, three. The total, you're open, 43 and a half. Um, this one here, it's it's strictly just uh, a play on Carolina and, and the value, or not necessarily the value, but just my numbers. And I have, I have a little worry about this game, and I'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, I feel like Carolina Lane won here, just basically asking them to win the game 
at home. It's just against a Bears team that I've been really not impressed with. It's more so of a bet against the Bears. I know uh, Carolina's been pretty impressive, and that's what worries me a little bit here. With with Carolina, I kind of feel like I'm you know, almost a, a late-to-the-party type of thing with them, uh, a bet on here. But I feel like, like I said, it's more of a bet, a bet against Chicago. And it, it just seems like if, if Carolina's confident here, they should be able to, to, to take care of business. It uh, and especially getting to value, like I said, I think this number should be three. So when I when I make my numbers three, unless I have a reason, a good reason for a spot or something else, I feel like it's hard to uh, to go against that. So you know, it's, it's Carolina or pass for me. And I think there's good enough case here for them to be able to win this game. I know Chicago just had a big game and a big win there against Tampa. They looked pretty you know lifeless right away at, at the start of that game, and then they kind of came back and Tampa really didn't do much. So I I don't know. Is it all that impressive? I'm not overly impressed with Chicago's win there and. I think if you look at the two, which team I'm more impressed with, I think it's absolutely Carolina, and a lot of that's had to do with Bridgewater. He's been consistent. He's been good, uh, and obviously there's a lot more, a uh, lot more uncertainty there in Chicago between Foles and the, the quarterback discrepancy. So, like I said, it worries me a little bit here, just for, just for the fact that Carolina wasn't supposed to be as good as they have been so far. So that kind of looks like maybe a do, little due for regression. But like I said, I feel like that's a pretty good spot, and if they're going against another team that's kind of in a better spot or whatever. But like I said, I think it's just Carolina's not in a great spot, but I think Chicago's in a worse spot. So that, that I think is kind of nullified. And then, like I said, I just feel like you're getting some value here uh, from just a strict power rating perspective. So, yeah, anything under three, I feel like there's, uh, you know, at least a look at Carolina, and that's what I'm going to be looking at here. Carolina looks like a uh, consensus. Uh, looks like we'll do one and a half, I think, for, for the pod perspective. All right. Yeah, I have no opinion on that one, but I'm definitely interested to watch that game because I – Honestly, I have no idea what to expect, so it'll, it'll be an interesting game, especially with both of them, obviously with their record being right in the playoff race, which I wouldn't have totally expected from either team coming into the year. Um, all right, my last one, I'm going to go to uh, Tennessee and do the Houston-Tennessee game. All right, um, let's see. So my uh, my power rate number, Tennessee minus three. Look at line, Tennessee five and a half. Westgate opened here. Of course, this was the Tuesday game that Tennessee played. So they opened the number on Wednesday for both side end total. And on Wednesday, they opened it. Tennessee minus three, laying a dollar twenty, And the total here opened 55 on Wednesday. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting that the look ahead was five and a half. And, and then they opened Tennessee three and juice after they destroyed the Bills. But I wonder if that's just a spot or situation type deal with playing on Tuesday that they're discounting Tennessee. But, Anyway, um, I like Houston here. Um, I, I, I just think Tennessee's, they looked real good on Tuesday and I'll give them credit for that. That was their, I think, first like real legitimate good win they've had this year. But I, and I don't, I don't love Houston necessarily, but I just think these teams are pretty similar. I'd give maybe a slight lean to Tennessee, but with the short week and uh, it was bizarre how they were like, <laughs> trying to play like the nobody believes in this card and taking the whole COVID week off, like personally, like somebody was trying to like, you know, reprimand them for, uh, it's just, it was really strange. And they were saying, you know, nobody believed in us. And how do you guys like that? It's like, well, you didn't follow protocols and you had hidden, hidden workouts. Like that's, that's, those are the rules. Like no, no one was out to get you, you know, calm down. And, uh, but I think they might've used up quite a bit of emotion against, uh, Buffalo team that I think solid but isn't all that great themselves. So I give them credit for that win, but I, I think it might be kind of a downer spot here, even though this is a division game 
that you know they're four and zero against a one and four team. I don't think they're going to take the Texans all that seriously. And I think these teams are a lot closer than than people might think. I think maybe Houston's a slightly below average team and Tennessee's a slightly above average. But you know the records say that's way more extreme. I just don't think that's the case. Uh, you look at the, you know the Titans this year. They barely beat the Broncos in a game they very easily could have lost. They snuck by Jacksonville, and a game they were they were a, a decent amount ahead. But like I've, I've already talked about my feelings on Jacksonville. Uh, they came back and beat the Vikings in a game they probably should have lost, and then they you know blew out the Bills on on the Tuesday night or so. Not not overly impressive. Um, you know, other than the Bills, they're Three teams that are, or you know, two teams that are really towards the bottom, and the Vikes are probably a little bit below average at this point. So, as far as Houston goes, it goes back to again, they have their one game in common is the Vikes. It doesn't really um, you know, talk to my point all that well. But other than that, they play the Chiefs, Ravens, and Steelers. And I've the team I've been kind of been trying to get on here for a couple weeks and successful last week. So, and then against the Vikings, I just didn't really like that spot all that much, but. I think Houston's going to have a little bit of value here going forward. Uh, I don't love Romeo Cornell taking over for Bill O'Brien, but they had a pretty good effort last week. Uh, looked pretty solid as a team. Uh, Cooks looked awesome at, uh, as a receiver, so if you can get that from him and, and a healthy Will Fuller, which doesn't happen all that often, I think they got enough weapons on offense to stick around with people. And they definitely opened it up a lot more last week, which was just driving me crazy with Bill O'Brien, how they'd constantly run the ball. Uh, when you have Deshaun Watson in the bad line, it just didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So I'm really hoping that they keep it up like uh, like they did last week. And I mean, ideally here, catching three and a half, it'd be uh, I'd like to see a back and forth game where the Titans sneak it out by a field goal to keep the Titans' stock sky high and keep the Texans' stock real low, so I can continue to to go for and against those teams here going forward. But uh, I guess I'd, I'd take a Houston win <laughs> outright. To get this bet home, so yeah, I'm gonna go my last pick, uh, Houston plus three and a half here on the road. Where are you gonna end it up at? All right, let's see. Um, I'm going to head over to. Let's go to that Arizona Dallas game. My power rating Arizona minus one. Look headline Dallas minus three minus one twenty. Of course, that's a DAC line. Westgate open here Arizona minus three. A total here open fifty three and a half. This one. Uh, Probably my weaker play, obviously, be my fifth one, but it just comes down to, again, numbers. I'm, I'm going to look at Dallas. I feel like they're just kind of an over-adjustment here in the marketplace. You kind of naturally get that with uh, natural over-adjustment just with the, the change of quarterback and from obviously from uh, Dak Prescott to, to Andy Dalton. I've always been pretty high on Dalton. I've been talking about that for a while, that I think he should have a starting job. I think he's better than a handful of these other quarterbacks that they're uh, trotted out here every Sunday. So I feel like he's definitely capable. And I think it'll definitely be, uh, you know, slow the pace down a little bit. I definitely, I think I like the under a little bit here too, but, um, I like the, the side more here. So yeah, it looks like Dallas catching one here again, you know, around the pickup range and basically asking them to win. And I feel like Arizona, they played pretty well last week. I, you know, looked at they were going to score points there, which they did. They just, of course, the Jets couldn't get anything going last week for that over that I had, but Arizona did their part. And I feel like, you know, they're, Seems like they're just kind of a roller coaster type of team. So, but then again, you're playing against the Jets, which that that's nothing nothing too impressive. So, I think Dallas uh, it'll be a little bit different of a team. I think they're going to be working the you know running more with the, with Ezekiel. They're going to be more ball control and everything else. So, I am decently high on Dak, but I like I said, I'm pretty high on Dalton as well. So, it, especially as a backup. So, I feel like they'll be able to keep them in the game here, and I feel like they'll be able to handle handle the business here and, and get the job done, especially being uh, obviously in a, a strict 
and uh, tough playoff race there with with Philadelphia with these two uh, <laughs> these two teams with the, their poor records. But I feel like I think there's going to be a pretty clear winner here coming out, and I feel like Dallas is going to be the one to do it um, more so than Philadelphia. So um, at, at least where we're at right now, so we'll see what happens. Like I said. Elliott's going to be the, the key here to the success. I think they're, he's going to be able to get started here because he's been a pretty uh, slow start to the season. So I think uh, Dallas here, that's, that's a plan to look. And again, more so just out of a strict uh, power rating value of where this game is uh, overreacted. All right. Sounds good. Do you want to uh, recap your five here before you do our pick of the week? Yeah, sure. I had uh, Atlanta, Minnesota over 54. San Francisco plus three, and we're going head-to-head there, of course. And then Green Bay, Tampa Bay under 55-and-a-half. And Carolina minus one-and-a-half. And then, of course, the one I just talked about, Dallas, uh, getting one. How about, your, how about yours? Yeah, so I had uh, Minnesota minus four, the Rams minus three, Detroit minus three, Houston plus three-and-a-half, and Baltimore Philly under 47-and-a-half. So let's wrap up the pod and do our picks of the week. The AS pick of the week. All right. So last week, like we talked about at the beginning, you had the uh, the Raiders that got there easy, and I had the Vikings that lost but covered. So it moves us both to three and one on the year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, whatever good teams win, great teams cover. And so we're both at three and one. Uh, I believe you still have the tee box, so where are you looking this week? I think you had the tee box last week, didn't you? Because you had the higher uh, percentage picks for the first No, I, just, I think I went first for the five picks, but the week two right. for the pick wow. of the week, you won and I lost, so I think you still got the pick of the week box. Okay, well, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, I think I'm, it's going to be tough, obviously. I'm going to be going with the, one, of the, one of my totals, I feel, out of the – it's usually pretty weird because I'm pretty, you know, have some confidence in my totals for the most part, but usually I have one or two sides that I'm really strong about. And this week couldn't be anything different. I mean, I, I don't have any sides that I'm really, really, you know, really eager to bet or really uh, enthusiastic about. But the, my totals, I'm both pretty, uh, pretty, pretty much am. So it comes down to the two. And I think one that I'm more excited about than the other, I think I will look at that Green Bay Tampa Bay under. 55 and a half, and like I said, all the, the reasons I mentioned earlier, I just feel like this is a, a good spot for this game to be a little bit slower pace and stuff. And, of course, the only the only reason I don't like this a lot is just because, uh, or, you know, a ton, is just because of the way the overs have been coming so far in the, in the year. But I feel like it's they're getting a little bit of an adjustment for that, and I don't think the trend can keep up. So I guess uh, we're going to try to buck that here, and hopefully the, the under can get home. So pick of the week, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, under 55 and a half. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I... I love my uh, my favorites, which is kind of scary because I'm very rarely doing that. But picking between the three, I think uh, my favorite is probably the one uh, we're going head-to-head on. So I'm going to take the Rams. Minus three is my pick of the week for all the reasons previously stated. That's pretty bold. Yeah, well, we'll uh, see how she shakes out. See if I can improve to 3-0 and here head-to-head. Got any concluding thoughts here for the week six pod? No, I think that's uh, that's about it. I, I don't know. It seems like last card, uh, last week's card was kind of similar like to this week's. It's just hopefully it's just an aberration more to the norm for the rest of the season. It's just with all these uncertainties and the games getting postponed, it's kind of like you know makes your head spin a little bit here trying to keep up. And obviously, I'm pretty busy with uh, a lot of other stuff going on as well. So it's definitely 
definitely a lot going on, but I feel like, like I said, a couple value plays here, I think, uh, from a side, and then I think a couple totals that I like, but definitely not uh, the strongest of cards, but that's what I thought last week and had a winning week, so hopefully uh, we'll keep that going. Yeah, exactly. That's, there was definitely a couple more that jumped out, I guess, just in different types of games. I liked a couple big underdogs, whereas here, like a couple road favorites, which is always a little scarier, but we'll see. Maybe it'll uh, come through the, in the same fashion, but either way, a lot of a lot of weird games this week that'll be interesting. A lot of competitive games, a lot of points, uh, point spread ranges in the you know, one, two and a half, three, three and a half. So should make for a pretty interesting week of football. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, you know, there's been a couple of COVID scares with the Falcons and the Colts. Hopefully, those don't come to fruition any more than they have, and we get to play all the games here, so it doesn't screw up the schedule anymore. But yeah, that'll uh, that'll do it for the week six pod. Best of luck to everybody on their bets this weekend. Have fun out there in Vegas, Rob, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.